Hello, everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. I'm going to work on my voice. I, unfortunately, I listen to a couple of my podcasts. Normally, I just I record these and then I just slap them up on the old internet. And uh, the other day, today, actually, it wasn't the other day, it was today, I happened to listen to a couple of excerpts from a couple of podcasts. And uh, my voice is um, not good. Yeah, I knew it was never great. But, I mean, it's worse than I thought. He's like, Mark, aren't you a comedian? Don't you ever hear your voice? Not really. You know, just you can record comedy CDs, but you don't have to listen to them. You know, nobody. I, I, I just hear the voice that's rattling around in my skull. I don't really hear what, what you people hear. And so now I'm going to make a concerted effort to speak from the diaphragm. Guys from the diaphragm, like you were taught in fucking music class, you know. Because I got, I, I sound like, like a leprechaun with a head cold, is what it is. Not even, not even. Uh, you know what? I got a lot to say about the Irish, and trust me, it's all good. It sounded, it sounded ominous. I got a lot to say about the fucking Irish. No, I have a lot. I, I run into a bunch of Irish people here, coincidentally, uh, in Toronto. I also want to talk a little bit about the Conor McGregor fight. Because he represents Ireland, is what he was saying. And, um, oh, where was I going with that? All right. So, like, I don't have that cool Irish accent. So, it's, it's not even a leprechaun with a head cold. It's just, uh, because le- at least a leprechaun has a real Irish accent. I just have an, an Irish tinge to my voice to go along with that. <laughs> sort of like that. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it sounded a bit like when I was listening to it. And now I don't want to say it to you because you'll start looking for it, and then and then I'll be judged. And I don't like being judged, but it sounds like that North American go up at the end of every sentence, no matter what you're saying, even if it's not a question. I I hate that, and the idea that I, a professional orator, ladies and gentlemen, may, I make my shillings. By speaking into a microphone, the thought that my voice, and first of all, I've been performing for 15 years. It, is this the first that's ever occurred to me? No. No, but I gotta say that I just, I didn't like it today. I, did, I thought, you know what? People, people who sound good, you know, that, that's a better thing to listen to. Like, I, I have a couple of comedian friends, they have radio voices. And that sounds good. You know, even when they're not being that funny, it's, it's pleasant to listen to. Like Louis C.K., if you listen to this guy, what is really nice is his tone of voice. It's, it's, very, it's very round. It's very soft. And then I saw my daughter, and she was on the floor, and she was stretching out her vagina. Blah. And for those of you who don't know Louis C.K.'s material, perhaps that was a bit of a shock, what I just said. But that's the type of stuff he talks about. He was talking about how his, his little daughter... Well, you can watch it. It's on the Shameless special. It's very funny. Talking about how kids are just free. You know, he came home one day, and that's what she was doing on the floor. And he goes, and you can't freak out. You can't, you can't be like, oh, that'll traumatize her. So you have to act very normal. Hello, how are you? How was your day today? And it's just, I really like the roundness of the way he speaks, you know? So I'm going to try, guys. I'm going to try to round it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I used to do auditions for commercials and movies and shit like that. And uh, 
one of the guys who, I think I may have mentioned this before, but he looked like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ with a pair of aviator sunglasses on. He looked a bit, a bit like Mitch Hedberg, actually. And uh, this guy, he liked me for some reason, you know? And uh, he used to encourage me all the time. He was like, hey, man, you're doing great. Just, uh, you know, project. Speak from the diaphragm. Get it out. And, uh, and I tried. And you could tell he was just, like, placating me. He was like, yeah, that's way better, but it wasn't better. And I never got any of those roles. You know, if I did, would I be sitting here in the Toyota Prius recording studio? Probably I would, actually, because I enjoy this. And, um, but what I don't enjoy, let's get into it. Folks, I tell you what, is I probably should have called the podcast Mostly Complaining. If that's not the name of a podcast out there, it should be. And it should have been mine. Like, I said, shut up. I like it. You know, it's it's different. Uh, it's, it's a phrase one of my buddies used to say all the time. So, to me, I just like it. I like that it doesn't mean a lot. Um, I like that, you know, I'm speaking and there's no one else speaking. So, it's, it's as if I told everyone to shut up and listen. Right? Makes some sense, doesn't it? But... Like my own child. Sometimes I think I named him wrong. You know? I named the podcast wrong. Maybe it should have been mostly complaining. Some one of my friends, I also said to the to one of my comedian friends, uh, this is the podcast no one listens to. He says, is that the name of it? Because that's great. And I thought, oh, that should have been the name. This is the podcast no one listens to with Mark Bennett. Now, my wife, when I told her that, she said, ah, that's the type of thing that sounds good, like, just right away. But then after a while, you'll realize that it's a, that's not really a good idea. You know, it's not, not going to draw a lot of listeners that way. The podcast no one listens to. I'll tell you what about my listeners. You are one of them, if you are hearing these words. And uh, we have maintained our base. Because I have statistics, guys. You know, I know the computers. And I got statistics to say who listens to what. I don't know who you individually are listening, but I get numbers of who listens. And while we don't have great numbers, guys, we're not this. I, I don't have like Obama speech listeners. I don't have that type of numbers. But the numbers I have, they don't go away. They, they maintain. So here's what I'm thinking. The quality of the podcast is consistent. Nobody... Now, don't get me wrong. Nobody said it was good. No one said the quality is good. But it's consistent. It stays the same. This is, this is my theory. Because if the numbers stay the same week to week, month to month, then that means I'm not losing listeners. Generally speaking. I mean, I suppose I could be losing just as many listeners as I'm gaining every single week. But that seems far-fetched. Chances are... I am maintaining the listing base that I have. Which is, that means there's a certain level of consistency. And you know what it also means? That there's a possibility that if more people found out about the podcast, they would listen and continue to listen. What I'm saying is, I think I should promo. Promote? I should promote the podcast. I don't know how. I suppose I, I could do it at shows more. It's like at shows every time either I want to mention it or I tell a host of the show to mention it, one of us will forget, you know? So all the shows I've done since I started the podcast, maybe two, maybe three, I've mentioned the podcast. And the numbers do go up after that by a few. I should do it. What was I talking about? 
Right. Complaining. Mostly complaining. So I'm going to complain right now. I am a father. Okay, guys? I, I'm, losing my, uh, I'm losing my sultry voice. <laughs> I am a father, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, a father of a, a young baby boy, Sam. And yes, sometimes I do regret his name. I like it. It's a strong, solid name. I feel like uh, I don't run into a lot of Sams these days. It's an old-fashioned name that isn't currently trending. So it's never gone away. No one hears Sam and goes, oh, what the fuck is that? They say, Sam, oh, okay. But they don't go nuts. You know, they're not like, oh, my God, that's so creative. But I don't want that. I have said it before, and I'll say it again. I talk about this on stage. You know, you just want a name that doesn't get in the kid's way. That's all you're looking for. Don't get on your high horse and think, I came up with Chrisumsumsum or something. And go, that's a name. And then have that poor little kid have to answer to Chrisumsumsum every single day at roll call. You know, it's just don't. Sam is, there's never a time as far as I can see. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll be a very famous serial killer. You know, like uh, like I'm sure people who named their kid Adolf back in the day thought, oh, there's no problems. Everyone loves an Adolf. I feel like there's a bit in there somewhere. Ah, probably a lot of people did that bit, probably. You know, talking about he ruined the name Adolf, he ruined the small mustache. Yeah, I'm sure I've heard that stuff. Anyway, you can't always go to the Hitler stuff. You know, I got I already have a couple of Hitler jokes, guys. You know, you don't want to be you know, beating the same drum all the time. But um yeah, just give him a name. Give him a name that doesn't get in his way and let him go live his life. You know, he's a small white child. He the sky is the limit for this baby. He has nothing standing in his way. So let's not screw him up by giving him a name that makes him super self-conscious. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But to talk about complaining, I'm not, I'm not complaining about his name. What I'm complaining about is the fact that as daddy daycare, because I, I stay home in the day. I'm always home in the day. So now I might as well take care of a child instead of sending him to a $20,000 a month day preschool or daycare, whatever the fuck it's called. So I stay home with the kid, but I don't know if you've picked up on this, but I'm a man. Guys, I am a man. I uh, I look like a man. Maybe not a lumberjack. You wouldn't look at me and think, that guy is a UFC fighter, like Conor McGregor, with his nice Irish beard. You would go, oh, well, there's definitely a man. And as a man... And I've bleeded on about this on the podcast before. As a man, you really, you're, it's an uphill battle. <laughs> and I just realized, yeah, I'm, I'm complaining about my lot in life as a, as a white man. Guys, all the problems I have. No, but let me tell you something. The ladies out there who have babies, these women, oh my goodness, they don't want you. They don't want you around when you're a dude. Like my wife, you should see when we go to a park, she just blabs on with the ladies, just chatting it up. She was asking 
so it's, we're, we're at a swing right next to some lady with her kid, and they just struck up a conversation, as they do, and, uh, and then Sarah said, oh, well, which daycare do you send them to? And the girl said, blow oh, this one. And she goes, oh, yeah, where do you guys live? You live close by? And the girl told her where she lived. And then I was thinking, I said to Sarah on the way back, imagine if you weren't there and I asked those questions. She was like, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You would sound super stalky. I'm like, yeah, that is exactly the way they perceive it. He's like, oh, hey, hey, where do you uh, send your child? I'd like to know where, where he is exactly. 9 a.m. And where do you live exactly? You have a unit number in that apartment building? Walk to, walk to daycare about uh, 846, maybe, 847. Can you draw out a little map? Yeah, I know. I, like, I get it, so, but I'm careful. So I don't ask those types of questions. But here's the thing. Because of that, I think I'm coming off as unfriendly. You know, Sarah is so good with chatting it with everybody it's not like i want to become best friends with people but i don't want people to think i'm rude or awkward you know so so today i made the fucking mistake of uh trying to speak to some lady turns out she was french yep i said it i said it she was french and i don't mean quebecois french i mean france french now i know some of the listeners of the podcast because i told you guys i have statistics i know some of you guys are from france and you guys are great. You guys are super great. But you got to admit, you have to admit that some of your countrymen and country ladies have a tendency to be as rude as fuck for no apparent reason. So here we are. We're in a similar situation to the one I just described with me and my wife. It's, but it's just me by myself. Well, not by myself. That would, I would understand her being rude. It's, it's 9 a.m. I'm like, hey, how are you guys doing in the kids' park? What's happening? So it's me and Sam in a swing next to some lady and her kid. And her kid's got curly hair. Sam's got curly hair, but just on the back. It's hilarious. He's got like a, like a 80s hockey hair. It's like a mullet on the back. Like, you know, Yermir Yager's old hair. That, that, that's our child. And uh, somehow, somehow still cute. I have no idea how it works for him, but it does. And uh, so I'm just, I say, oh, hey, because the kid is looking at Sam. They're, they're sort of like looking at each other back and forth. I'm like, oh, he's got curly hair. Sam's only got some curly hair on the back. She's like, oh, okay, yeah. And I, I was like, oh, so you're French? And she's like, yes, we're French. And then I said, yeah, so uh, my wife, she speaks, she speaks French, so she's trying to teach the kid. And, and then basically, she picks up her kid from the swing and just leaves. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck you. Fuck you, you and the, and the French horse you rode in on. I'm not saying all you people from France are like this, but you know, she was like it. And, and I've met a couple others. You know, not everyone in France, but you got to admit you got to admit, it's disproportionately higher there. Because I've been there. Been to France a few times. And, uh, and I thought at first, it was when you were there. Right? I kind of was like, hey, I get it. I'm a tourist. I'm here. Oh, hey, we're on the Champs-Élysées. Oh, look, there's the Eiffel Tower. And the French are like, ah, fuck you. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Right? Fuck me. You know, you're just, you're here in a restaurant. You're trying to work. 
your your job. I'm some tourist who doesn't speak your language. You're right. I should go fuck myself. I'm fine with that. But then when I'm here now, we're in Canada, and you you can't act like like I am bothering your country. Like you know, it just it makes no sense to me. Why she was so goddamn rude, and then. The only thing I can think of is that I'm a I'm a man, I'm a, and oh, I'm creepy, yeah, creepy, yeah, so creepy. Yeah, nobody's fucking interested in you, lady. All right, like I have here's that yeah, that that's my game, that's my scheme. I impregnated a lady, got a child, became daddy daycare, so I could bring this kid to the park to pick up the ladies. It was an elaborate ruse. Just so I could hit on you, French lady. Honest to fucking God. So I was soured. And like George Costanza, I can't sweeten once I'm soured. Soured on the whole notion of talking to people. But we don't leave. No, sir. We do not. Me and Sam, we mill about the park. And now I'm just, I'm just looking up past her. Not over her head. I mean, just over her head, like when when I have to scan the area, you know. At one point, her son is close to Sam, and I just we just ignore him because Sam's with me on this. He's like, "Fuck the French, fuck them." You know, I never. You know what the problem? One of my biggest irritants in this situation is we've run into some rude French people before. I mean, from France, and when I explain to them. Or when Sarah mentions that her French is the Côte d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast, which is a French colony from, like, France. And she she spent her summers in actual France. Like, her French is not Quebec. Then they all warm up. They're all like, oh, you're okay. D'accord. You know, and that's just fucking, that's not good enough. You know, so what if, what if she was Quebec French? It's just that, you know, I'm all for elitism, guys. I'm all, I'm a snob. I'm all for snobbery. But that, there's just no need of that. You know, you, and and what's more is you're in Canada. We shouldn't, I shouldn't have to say that my wife is, she's got the France accent. So just to get some goddamn civility out of someone. And that's what really pissed me off is I was just about to hit the sentence, which is the whole turn it around from people from France going, oh, yeah, she grew up in Cote d'Ivoire. And they'd be like, oh, you, oh, you're one of the good ones. Uh, hello. So I didn't even get that out because she was too busy running away from me. And I was just trying to be fucking friendly. You know, it's just, it, so, so now, don't want to be friendly at all. We're just ignoring them entirely. And then eventually we leave. We don't say goodbye, nothing. And I'm just, I'm in a shit mood, you know? I feel, I feel embarrassed. I'm not exactly sure why, but I do. You know what it is? It's because she made me feel like a fucking creep. Like I was creeping on her. What in the fuck? Who? Look, we're not going to go through it again. I had a baby. All right, I have a baby. He's next to your baby. What, what in God's name do you think I'm trying to pull here? Yeah, I suppose she could have thought I was a serial killer, but do serial killers use their babies? Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Anyway, 
We walk home. It's time for Sam's nap. Sam sleeps about 30 minutes. He's supposed to sleep an hour and a half, and he sleeps 30 minutes. And he gets up. Coincidence? I think not. He was pissed off, too. He was replaying the situation over in his mind during the nap. Couldn't hack it. Woke up. Too pissed off. So now we go uh, super early down to one of the drop-in centers. Normally, we don't go to the drop-in center till the afternoon. Now we're here in the morning. We've never seen the morning. We don't know what it's like. And I'll tell you what it's like. It's fucking packed. The place is rocking. There's kids hanging from the ceiling. It's like a fucking circus. And Sam doesn't know what to do with this. So he just kind of sits in the corner and reads some books with me because there's like 30 kids there. And no men, of course, a pile of ladies. But you know what, guys? One of them started talking to me. One of the ladies struck up a conversation. Because I'd learned my lesson. I'm not going to be burned again. You know, like George Bush said, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. We can't get fooled again. <laughs> so I just, I, I kept quiet. I wasn't going to talk to one of these fucking ladies. Not one. And then this one comes, she started talking to me. And you know what? She was hot. She was this Vietnamese lady. And I mentioned she's hot for a very specific reason. I'll get right back to that. Because what happened then is everybody cleared out. And I'm thinking... It could be because it's about lunchtime and now it's time for everyone to go to have lunch and a little nap. Or maybe it's because the man showed up with his baby. Because I'm on edge, guys. Even with the Vietnamese lady calming me down, I'm still on edge. And everyone leaves, including the Vietnamese lady. So maybe it was just all a front. But no, I don't think so. I really think, because normally we get there at like 1 and there's nobody there. and, And now it's like 12, so obviously they have to clear out at some point. And, um... We go to the pub because it's time for Sam's lunch. It's time for Dad's lunch. Little drinky drink. No, it's just that this place gives you free food for the kids if you order some food. Two birds with one stone right there. Get little Sam some pierogies, and I'll have a salad or some shit because I'm trying to lose weight because I'm fat as fuck anyway. Maybe that's why the French lady didn't want to talk to me. She was like, ew, disgusting. Jokerils. We go, and now the pub doesn't go very well. Sam's super tired. Cranky. So he doesn't eat any of his food. Just throws it around the floor. Embarrasses me. Little bastard. Humiliating me in my favorite pub. No, he was all right. He was just a bit cranky. So um, we go back to the drop-in center because it's across the street. This is one of the reasons that we do this thing. We go back to the drop-in center. Uh, Now there's nobody there. As usual. Uh, and then finally, a lady shows up. And this lady is Irish. As, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, I was going to talk about the Irish. This lovely Irish lady shows up, also hot. Now, very specific reason I'm mentioning that she and the Vietnamese lady are hot. Because the Irish lady just bounds in with a pile of energy and starts just chatting it up, telling me all about shit. We have a great time. I really liked her. And I really liked the Vietnamese lady. And the Irish lady also is a nanny. She was there with her real daughter, but she also takes care of a couple of kids. 
And I'm like, see, that's it right there. The Vietnamese lady, she's got her shit together. The Irish lady, you know, they, they're the only ones. If there's anyone you would think would be worried about someone creeping in on them, it would be the hot ladies. But no, sir. No, sir. The hot ladies are leading the way here. They're the only ones who understand the gender equality. They start up conversations with me. They know, they know it's not that easy for a dude to be surrounded by all the ladies. But they have confidence. It's one of the reasons they're hot. Because confidence is very sexy. As the saying goes. And all these other ladies, I don't want to disparage their appearance. But it's just that you're all acting shitty and rude to my face. What, what do you think I'm after? Look at the hot ladies over there. You'll notice they're not upset about me being here. They're chatting it up with me. You know what? Maybe they're intimidated by me, guys. <laughs> you know? They're just like, oh, he's too handsome to talk to. We got to run away. No, it's obvious that they're just uncomfortable around me. And here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen out there, dear listeners, let me impart some advice to you. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience. I am not the world's most confident individual. But you have to remember sometimes that if you aren't that confident, sometimes being shy, uh, you know, being guarded, reserved, that really comes across as you being a huge dick. And I'm wary of that myself. That's one of the reasons I was trying to be friendly to that fucking French bitch. Sorry. I shouldn't call her a bitch, but it felt right. It felt right. I'm standing by it. Some people are bitches, both men and women. That wasn't an anti-feminist thing, all right? All right? You got to make a special effort. If you're an awkward person or you're not a confident person, remember that people don't necessarily know that about you. They, They don't maybe pick up on that vibe right away. Oh, I guess she's shy. They think, oh. She fucking hates my guts. She thinks I'm a serial killer. She thinks I'm trying to stalk her and her son all the way home. So just go, you know, say hello, smile, look people in the eyes for fuck's sake, even if you don't want to. You don't have to talk for 10 hours. Just be civil. For Christ's sake. That's especially out there for you new moms. Be like the Irish lady. And just have some goddamn manners. You know, men out there, we're trying. We're trying to be involved fathers these days. And it's for the best. It's for the for the welfare of society. Not just the children, but what the children will turn into. We'll all benefit as a society if fathers are involved. So don't push us out, you goddamn ladies. Goddamn ladies. But I think me and the Irish lady are going to be friends now. That's how much I liked her. I thought about, I'm not sure if I've ever met a woman, like, on her own. You know, I've met, I have friends who are women, but they often come along with with male friends, or with, with their relationship person, their husband, their boyfriend, whatever. Like, I'll meet that guy. And I'll get a friend that way. Or maybe my wife will have a friend and then me and that lady will become friends. But in terms of me just flat out meeting a lady and being like, hey, you're pretty cool. Let's sort of be friends. I mean, I'm not sure if that's ever, that hasn't happened since I've been in university. That may, that may be happening. It depends. If I ever see this Irish lady again, you never know with schedules. Who knows? 
but I really felt we hit it off as friends. Nothing weird, you bunch of weirdos. Don't read anything into anything just because I said she's hot. Well, I'm a, I am also a confident person, even though I just said earlier I wasn't confident. I'm confident enough. I'm, I'm not like that French lady. Maybe she was. Now, I see, I think she was confident. I just think she was a dirty asshole. That's what I think she was. I'm a sucker also for the Irish accent. I don't mean just with the ladies. Like, it's an awesome accent. Men and women. Hey, how are you? What's happening? How you doing? I wish it was mine. Mine is that Irish. How are you? Maybe I should just change it. I, I have a very Irish heritage. A lot of people in Newfoundland are of Irish descent. You know, one of the one of the most famous bands in Newfoundland is literally called the Irish Descendants. So maybe I could just switch my accent. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. I said shut up. No theme song, no bullshit. Coming from the Toyota Prius recording studio. Oh, man, that sounds way better. I should keep it. I just, that's it. I'm going to start a new podcast. It's called Mostly Complaining with Mark Joseph Bennett. It's going to be great. But yeah, the Irish thing is, uh, I also met an, an Irish guy today. He had this little puppy. He lives on the floor right above me. Oh, man, his voice sounds so good, but you can't say that. You know, even though it's a compliment, that's a weird thing to say to somebody. Hey, man, your voice is awesome, dude. It's just weird. So I didn't. I omitted that, but it sounds good. And then the McGregor fight, you know, when I was watching those Irish guys. Let me tell you something. I was entertained by the fight. It went exactly the way uh, you anticipated it going. Uh, he is not a professional boxer, and he had to fight arguably the greatest boxer of all time. So that guy, you know, sort of toyed around in the first couple of rounds to figure him out, and then he um, he punched Conor McGregor, punched himself out, got tired. And then Floyd uh, just finished him off in the later rounds. And it was a very easy fight for Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Domestic Abuse Mayweather. That should be his name, not Floyd Money Mayweather. So obviously the whole world was cheering for Conor McGregor. Uh, Mayweather knew it too. And that's why he always likes to play the villain now. I like to play the villain. No, you are a villain. You're a fucking criminal. You're beating on women, you piece of shit. So he came down and... What I don't understand, though, is if you're playing the villain, you're playing the heel, um, why are you dressing like you own a sex dungeon? Did you see that outfit? It was all black with zippers and shit, and he had a mask, like a black mask on his face. It's fucking weird. And the weirdest part is not just that. I mean, it's one thing if you're like, hey, Mark, maybe he really likes sex dungeons. Fair enough. Fair enough, Floyd. But his ring guy is his father. Floyd Mayweather Sr. And Floyd was all, the senior, was also all dressed up in the sex dungeon outfit wear. You know, that's when it, to me, that that's crossing the line right there. You know, it's when your dad is dressed up like some kind of dominatrix and the son is dressed the same along with the other guys in the corner. I don't know. Weirded me out. But obviously, we knew Floyd was going to win. Um, you know, Connor kept saying, "I thought I had him in the first few rounds. I thought I, I thought I had him. You didn't. You didn't. You were entertaining. Like he came out swinging, and that was great. And it was, uh, it was, it was entertaining to watch. I didn't buy it. I streamed it. As far as I know, streaming is legal in Canada. And if it's not, then I didn't stream it. But uh, yeah, pretty entertaining. 
the guys, though. It was Connor's, Connor McGregor's, his corner is what really impressed me because they all had that fucking shaved side, shaved, you know, back and sides, and then like slicked over with like palmade or some shit, like George Clooney from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? You know, just, just, but jet black hair because they're Irish. And then they were wearing like, you know, three piece suits, but without the jacket. It's had like a, like pants on and a dress shirt and then like a tight vest and they were all in shape and they looked like they looked fucking awesome. Like if a bunch of barbers decided, fuck us, we're taking over our country. And they just you know, they looked like they were oh. That was that's the type of look I want. I think that they are the Irish who look like that. I think they're the only ones who can pull off this hipster haircut that everyone has. And I'm tempted to get it myself, but the temptation is growing less with all the Nazis and racists out there because it's their haircut. You know, one of my buddies, uh, Johnny, he, he called it, and he called it long before all the fucking, uh, you know, racist shit that just came out. He, he was saying that everybody's hipster haircut looks like the Hitler youth haircut. And now if you look at those fucking white nationalists and doing all their goddamn rallies, they, they all have that. They all have the shaved sides and the back and then the hair slicked over and so they they all look like white supremacist hipsters so i don't know the haircut to me feels like it's getting tainted like the hitler mustache you know it just some stuff you know but the irish it still looks good on the irish this is a this is a i'm a big fan of the irish on this podcast that's what's happening especially with that lady being nice to me today pulling me out of my funk you know, I had lost all faith in, in mothers, but uh, she dragged it out of the mud. Her and the Vietnamese lady, huge assist to the Vietnamese lady. It's just we didn't, we didn't get a chance to talk as long, me and her. But she really started it. You know, she started rocking the truck back and forth. And then the Irish lady came in, she put a shoulder into the back and got her right out of the mud. And I like McGregor. I think he's a funny guy, too, you know. He's a... He's making me like the Irish as well. He was after the press, uh, the press conference after the fight. He was promoting his whiskey. I love the shameless promotion. Like fuck it, it's my mo- oh, my whiskey. It's the best whiskey in the world. And uh, he said, "Coming soon. Keep an eye out for it." And I'm like, "I will. I will drink Conor McGregor whiskey. That sounds great." And um, he also inspired me to want to get in better shape. I mean, I you guys know. I'm constantly talking about trying to get in better shape. It's 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 harder with the kid because I can't take him to the gym because he won't let me leave him because they have a daycare at the gym, but he, he won't put up with it, as you may know from older podcasts. So I really, I just, I but I go a lot of places with him. I walk like a son of a bitch. I'm still a bit fat, you know, and I was thinking about maybe getting a jogging stroller and for the kid, and then I'll just jog around with him. But I got to tell you, What's really turning me off is the joggers. Just every morning I take this kid down this jogging trail and I walk it. And these people, they they jog by with with the wrists dangling at the hips. Let me tell you something. I never want to be that tired where you just look like you don't even have control of your arms. You're like a T-Rex just flopping down the fucking path. You look ridiculous. And the thing is, none of them look good. None of them. And I mean, even the guys who are clearly very good runners, they're wearing all the gear and they've got like water bottles strapped to their, the small of their back. 
They've got like a neon hat for some reason. And they got that, you know, that spandex outfit that you wear at the Olympics. You know, and they're just they're tearing down the path. But they don't look good either. Almost no runner ever looks good. So, I mean, what's the fucking point? You know, it's like get your heart healthy, whatever. And I just want to get rid of my gut. It's tough, you know. I'd ask Nick the bodybuilder, but his answer would be go to the gym seven days a week for three hours a day. Like me. No big deal. We can't all do that, Nick. Some of us have babies, and we need to go to parks at 9 a.m. and creep out a bunch of French people. And I'll tell you another thing. You know when you can tell who the decent people are in the parenting world? The ones who aren't all fucking judgy. Like the ones who aren't asking questions all the time about, uh, oh, did he start doing this yet? Did he start? Like you can ask these questions. You can, like today, the Vietnamese lady, she was like, oh, does he walk? It's like, no, he doesn't walk. But like the way they react to it, you can tell who's decent and who isn't. Some of the ladies, like the Vietnamese lady and the Irish lady, no judgment. They were just like, we did. They're talking about, oh, here are the things we're struggling with, you know, and yeah, she's doing this pretty well, but we're struggling with this particular thing. And we just, we're just having a dialogue. You know what I mean? But you have those parents that's all, they're all compare Me and my new Irish friend, we were talking about that. She was saying that, you know, sometimes people, they just, they're constantly scrutinizing, criticizing, trying to give you advice. And she goes, and I don't know, I guess I don't see it that way. Apparently, like her kid... Um, wasn't, I don't know what she wasn't doing, talking or walking or some shit. And she was saying, but, you know, the kids develop at their own pace. I'm not that worried about that thing. I guess it's because I'm a nanny and I've had a lot of experience with kids and they just develop when they develop. I'm like, yeah, you know, and my, I have a fairly big family. My sister's got four kids. My, my brother's got a couple kids, you know, so kids just develop whenever they want. You, you think you can influence them. You can't fucking influence them. You can try. But they're not, they don't listen. They don't listen. You should see Sam. We we try to stand him up. Hey, you want to go for a walk? And then he just plops down as if to say, go fuck yourselves. How about that? I'm going to sit on my ass for 10 minutes right now without moving. What do you think of that? That's it. That's who you can tell is all right. People who aren't all fucking judgy. Goddamn bastards. All right, that's it for the podcast. I know I wasn't in a great mood. I wasn't in a great mood. But, I mean, there was a lot of positive in there, you know. I came, I I talked well of the Irish and the Vietnamese. I talked poorly of the French. I get that. I understand that. Um, But I feel I can do that because of my wife's background and the fact that many of her friends are born and raised in France. And I think that they know what I'm saying. Write me. If, if you don't, no, you know what? Don't write me. Who gives a shit, right? As if I'm the first person who's ever brought up that the French people can be rude. Not all of them, but certainly that chick I met today. Oh, let me tell you something. We're going back. You think, you think she's going to keep me from going to that park? No, there are two parks within walking distance. And now I'm exclusively going to her park every fucking morning and I'm going to ignore the shit out of her. Ignore the shit out of her. And if her little kid comes over to play with Sam, I'm just going to nudge him away with my foot. I'll be like, ah, get out of here.
you little French bastard. Go put on a beret and eat a fucking croissant. All right, now that is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll check in with you again soon. I'm sure I'll be bitching about something. I'm sure you'll look forward to it. That's Mark Bennett. Mark Joseph Bennett saying goodnight. Good night.